Bonjour, y'all. My name is Allison Saclou, and I'm the host of Allie in France. This is the perfect podcast for anyone thinking of moving to France, traveling to France, a lover of French culture, or a Francophile in general, which is my case. I will be having weekly podcasts, but if you want to be in the know about everything French, I urge you, I insist that you head on over to my Instagram page where I post daily recipes, travel tips, and interesting insights about living in and traveling around the French countryside. My Instagram is Sacleu. that's A-L-Y-S-A-C-L-E-U-X, that's at Sacleu on Instagram. I've also included a link in the show notes, so you can just click on that. Hit that subscribe button so you'll get the notifications when I publish our episodes. And if you subscribe, I hope you enjoy it. Bonjour, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Transplanted to France with Alison Um, I also wanted to say bonne année which is French for Happy New Year. Um, since we haven't chatted in a while, I'd like to get around to saying that. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a few of the tra- uh, traditions. Well, not a few of the traditions, uh, just one. One of the traditions from um, French New Year, it's called the Gâteau de Rois. Um, or it's called king cake. Um, so we actually have that uh, starting on the fifth uh, or sixth of, of January. It appears in all of the bakeries all around town. Um, and it's about mm, it's about twenty bucks for a large one, and for a small one for four people, it's about six or seven dollars. Um, it's one of those things that they actually weigh, so they charge you per kilogram. So the gâteau de raw raw, um, the king's cake is basically the paste the pastry dough that's used to make croissants. So it's that on the top and the bottom. And then there is like a sweet almond paste filling in the middle. It's super good with coffee. Um, They just go so well together. And what they do is they hide a fevre. Um, I'll probably spell out the the name of the cake as well as the fev in the show notes just so you guys can look it up maybe I'll include a wikipedia link in there as well but they hide a fev inside the cake and whoever finds it um, gets to be king for the rest of the day so it's really important for the kids to find it but both of the king's cakes we've purchased I found the fiv and I feel like a bad mother because my kids don't get to wear the crown and they don't get to be the king for the day because both times I found it so the fiv is um actually traditionally it was a little porcelain figurine that they would hide in the cake so I would say oh gosh it's probably not larger than probably around two inches. Um, It's got to be pretty small because it's baked inside 
of the cake. Um, traditionally, I know that it was porcelain figurines. Um, now, uh, from the bakery, um, they've actually put little chess pieces in it. So they're, I can't, I'm not sure if they're plastic or glass chess pieces, but they put chess pieces inside of it. Um, they've both been clear, um, but people take these and they have a they have them on display or they have a little cup where they save all the fevs that they've found over the years. Um, so it's it's a tradition here. So I guess if we ever made it, we would probably try to find something a little bit more, I don't know, traditional to put inside of it, like maybe go to the Brock store. Um, the Brock store is like a thrift store here. It's spelled B-R-O-C. Um, and they actually have a lot of antiques. Um, they have figurines, they have clothes, they have toys, they have like surplus toys, like brand new ones. I'm not sure where they get those from, but the majority of the goods that you find in the, uh, at least our local Brock store, um, it's when um, older folks either pass away or sell their house and then um, they don't get rid of their stuff inside. They don't get rid of, let's say, a marble pedestal table that you could pick up there for 25 euros or they don't get rid of, oh, what's some other things we found there? Um, they don't get rid of their buffet table or their desk, um, their plates, you know, there's all these things left inside of these big, huge, empty houses that no one's touched for years. Um, so this, the owner of the Brock store, he just, you know, takes his truck up there, fills up everything, um, gets it out of the way because most of these houses, when they've been empty for a prolonged period of time, they fall into disrepair. So, basically they need to be remodeled um, and they just have to start you know from the windows to the walls <laughs> sounds like a rap song from my teenage years but they do they have to remodel the whole house so they have to take all the furniture out um, and the new owners they they don't want any of the old stuff they want to do new modern things with these um, old farmhouses which I don't blame them I don't blame them. We live in a 200-year-old farmhouse myself, which when we got here, I was like, oh, this is charming. This is cute. And after winter here, I'm like, you know, I'm not really sure if I can do another winter in this house. Um, there's a kind of a well, there is a lack of insulation, so it's it's hard to keep warm. I think just uh, until yesterday, until yesterday, our bedroom was 15 degrees Celsius until, what was yesterday? The 8th of January. So our bedroom has been 15 degrees Celsius for the majority of the winter, like, let me translate that, 15 degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit. Um, okay, 59 degrees. 
it's 59 degrees. It has been 59 degrees in our bedroom, which 59 degrees is not cold when you have clothes on. But when you're changing in your bedroom and it's 15 degrees, it's pretty painful. It's it's bad. It was not enjoyable. But thankfully, um, the heater guy came yesterday and now we have a balmy 19 degrees in our bedroom. I mean, it feels like we're in the Bahamas after 15 degrees. So that is 66 degrees, a change of seven degrees. But I'm telling you guys, it feels so much better in there. Anyway, so I was uh, talking about the Brock store and all the cool stuff you'll find there. Um, uh, the other day I found exactly what I needed. It was so funny. I was looking on Amazon for an apple picker because we have these apple trees in the backyard and they're super tall and we don't have a ladder high enough to get them. And I think even if we did have a ladder high enough to get them, I'm not woman enough to climb up it. So we, I was looking at apple pickers on Amazon and they're ridiculous. It's basically a stick with a basket on the end and they were like 70 euros, which is probably right now with a conversion rate, like 90 bucks, maybe 85. So I'm looking at these apple pickers. I'm thinking these people are out of their minds. It's a stick with a basket on it. So I, I just got it into my head. Well, I'm going to check at the Brock store before I go and make any rash decisions to get these apples from the tippy tippy top of these huge apple trees in our backyard. So I walk into the Brock store and I walk straight over to the garden, um, the garden corner. I can't call it a division or a room because it's just a corner in the kitchen wares department, in the kitchen room. Let's not call it a department. That would be making it too fancy smancy. So I walk over there and then they have an apple picker for two euros. Now, mind you, this is not the most... What I wouldn't say eloquent. It's not the nicest apple picker that money could buy because sometimes if you're not careful, that basket will slide all the way down the pole and like literally bite your hand. Like if you're not looking and you knock the basket off the tippy top, it'll slide down super fast and just knock the bejesus out of your hand because I not going to cuss because I don't want to have to put explicit <laughs> on this podcast episode, but you get the picture. The apple picker, there was only two euros. It bites sometimes, but other than that, hey, it, it's a great thing. And plus it's too long for the kids to really handle. So my husband and I just have to be careful with it. Sorry, guys, I have to take a sip of my coffee before it gets cold. So anyway, because I just had some King's cake and I had some coffee with it. So living the dream over here in the 15 degree house. So um, uh, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I posted a bunch of pictures yesterday of um, going snowshoeing for the first time. Um, here they call it rackets, like, like tennis rackets. Um, and you, you know, they're basically um, these uh, rackets 
racket type things with um they actually have um pokey things going down into the ground into the snow to kind of hold you in place so they're kind of like claws on the bottom um and it's just so that you don't sink into the snow because the snow on the brock plateau right now it is up to where the the cow fences are it's up to the top of where um the the barbed wire fences that they use to keep the cows in or the cattle sorry cattle where they used to keep the cattle in you can't see the fences anymore so the snow on the brock plateau is at least four to five feet uh deep in some places some places it's deeper like at the bottom of hills um so when you're trying to walk through the snow barefoot or not barefoot but with just shoes on you sink down pretty low um you sink down about two to three feet and then you have to pick that same foot back up again and take another step forward so it gets really tiring really quickly um but so i did that yesterday and it was a lot of fun but i have to admit that i'm a novice it was my first time doing snowshoeing and all the friends i went with are locals so Okay, that's my dog snorting in my ear. Hi, puppies. Hi, puppies. That's what she does for attention. I don't know what your dog does for attention, but mine snorts. Yes, I know. You're very important. I know. You need lots of pets. So, <laughs> ridiculous doodle. So, anyway, I go snowshoeing with um, three of our friends. They are actually, like I said before, locals. Uh here in Lozere. One of them's my next door neighbor, her boyfriend, and then one of her childhood friends that like she went to she went to uh, elementary school with here in San Germain Dute. So we go up there and since they're locals and I'm not, they're taking driving up there was just an adventure because I'm from Florida. I'm used to straightaways, no hills and definitely no snow but these guys have lived here all their lives so they're zooming up the you know taking the corners on two wheels and hauling butt up to up to the plateau and this is on the part of the road that isn't iced and doesn't have snow on it so i'm like okay okay i'm looking out the window i'm breathing deep i'm hoping they're going to slow down once we get to the snowy part um which they did uh, I don't know if we had snow tires or not, but we made it up there um, despite pr probably probably a good three to four inches of snow on the road after the snow plow had gone through. But we were taking our time and uh, once we got to that, the snowy part of the road and um, we were letting other people go by. And just to give you an idea, there's a <clears throat> from our village, sorry about that, um, from our village uh, in La Canorgue to the Obrock Plateau where we go snowshoeing, there's a 1,500 foot difference. So all you do is climb, 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 and climb some more. Super snowy. Down here in the village, it was, uh, I think it was negative three, negative three degrees, and that is in... 
typing it in my computer. Negative three, it was 26 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was negative three down here. And then up there, it was negative eight. So it was 17 degrees, 17.6 degrees uh, on the plateau when we were putting on our snowshoes and everything like that. Um, so we go to this really chill, really relaxed um, ski station. Technically, there's no ski stations open in France or supposed to be open in France, but this place is run by an association. So I don't know if they get um, special privileges because they're not a business, they're a not-for-profit. Um, but they rent out these snowshoes for, I think, like, I think it was like six euros and they give you um, they give you poles to walk with as well, so you can take them or leave them. I saw some people walking w without them. I took them because it was my first time snowshoeing and I didn't know how balanced I was going to be, so I definitely took those. Um, so we rented these out, and then they have trails that go all through the woods, and it's actually during the summer. Um, I think we would have been walking through a lot of pastures. But since the snow was so high and the snow was going over the fences, so we're basically walking through the woods and walking through pasture land. Um, and there's all these alpines and fir trees and they're just covered in snow and you feel like you're walking into the movie. I don't know if you've seen Nutcracker and the Four Realms, but the first part when she leaves her uncle's house and she's like walking into the snowy forest, that's what you feel like the entire time. It's just like movie magic. You can't believe anything so beautiful and so quiet and so still. And the snow is sparkling because the sun was out. Amazingly, the sun was out for at least half um, half of the time we were up there. Um, we were snowshoeing. Other people were, were doing um, cross-country skiing. And others were doing, uh, I'm not sure if you call it snow kiting or kite snow or kite skiing um but basically you have a kite up in the air and i th think you probably have something like a snowboard attached to your feet but people um had kites and were um kind of surfing the snow behind those because the brock plateau is super windy um and and it's great for that too so we go down into a valley and we're going down and down and then we're then it flattens off so i'm like oh this is you know this is a nice hike we get into the woods um you don't hear any people it's just you and this white trail and just these beautiful um trees covered in snow and like i said before the snow was actually sparkling it was gorgeous you think it only happens on movies and especially me being from Florida you don't think that the snow actually sparkles but it does <laughs> so um, and then there's like you know some rocks with stalactites on them because there's plenty of streams running through uh, running through a rock some have frozen over but some are still some are still moving and then we start um, we're on this nice flat part and then we start going up and we start going up and then we take a corner and I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to flatten off. No, 
still going up. There's still an incline. And, you know, Florida girl, I'm just not used to the lack of oxygen in the air in these mountains. So I think the first, <laughs> I think <clears throat> the first 15 to 20 minutes were definitely fun. Um, and then there was just like, mountain after hill after mountain after another hill and then then they then we turn around and like my lungs and my heart are screaming for oxygen but I'm trying to be tough and like keep up with the locals and so I know my face is red if you guys saw the pictures yesterday my face was beet red I'm gonna have to I'm going to have to just post the pictures um, to my regular Instagram feed so you guys can see these. My face is beet red. I'm like gasping for air. I don't want to get sick, so I don't take off my hat, but I take off my gloves because even my hands are getting sweaty. Like I was hot and sweaty and dying and it's negative eight outside. So just to give you an idea of how fit my friends are and how unfit I am, but whatever. I digress. Um, it was a gorgeous hike. And when I got home, I told my husband, I was like, he was like, so how was it? You know, did you enjoy it? And I was like, yeah, it was amazing. There's beautiful views. We even saw a jeet, a jeet, a jeet, which is a rental house, um, covered in snow, almost up to the roof. Um, almost, like the windows were partially covered with snow. I mean, there's that much snow up there. So I, I told my husband, I said, you know, I think I enjoyed 50% and I was dying the other 50%. Um, I was just huffing it up those mountains, trying to keep up with the locals, trying to act like I wasn't dying. Um, also because I think I was the youngest of the group. So, you know, I've got to flex those young kid muscles and act like I can keep up. But I don't know if they could tell, but I was dying inside. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyway, that was my, uh, that was my adventure snowshoeing on Raquettes for the first time uh, in the Brock Plateau. I think um, we will be having Patrick on. I'll be interviewing him for next week's podcast. I'm excited about that. He's excited to get on. Um, he's got a really great story. All the places, you know, he's lived back and forth between France and the States. Um, also, I'm going to include another link in the show notes just because uh, I've had some people, well, everybody that I tell that you know, we started a business and it's called Discover Lozere. They're like, where is Lozere? They're just like, what is this? Where is it in France? Um, you know, we're in southern France, probably about two hours north of the coast, um, which is funny to think about that we're so close to the water, but it's so freaking cold here um, because we're on a mountain range called Massif Central. And... Um, so the fact that we're up higher, that keeps our temperatures a little bit lower. And, but it also makes for really nice summers. So the summers here aren't as hot as in other parts of France. So that's special. So anyway, we're going to, I'll post the uh, Where the Heck is Lozere um, blog post on, on the show notes. And I'll spell out a couple of the world. world 
worlds words oh and i'll probably even include um the webcam the webcam from where we go skiing the ski station there it's gorgeous i just did a screenshot of it yesterday because the sun was setting um over the snow and it's just all white and beautiful and all these fir trees just covered in snow it's gorgeous um so you have to see it yourself all right guys well thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed finding out a little bit more about um moving and getting to know france um from a newbie american woman's perspective so take care and bonjour oh wait no au revoir (laughs) y'all